No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see as the children of Israel advanced towards the Promised Land, they were met by enemies, but Israel defeated them. God prepares us today for the battles we face tomorrow. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Numbers chapter 21 on Simply the Bible. There is a human tendency to discount small gains and small victories in lieu of bigger gains and victories. But the truth is that big victories always start small. That is why the scripture tells us in Zechariah 4.10, For who has despised the day of small things? Today we will see that as Israel approached the promised land, God allowed them to face enemies who challenged them. These small skirmishes would lead to greater conquests. We pick it up in Numbers chapter 21, verse 10. Now the children of Israel moved on and camped at Oboth, and they journeyed from Oboth and camped at Ija Abarim, in the wilderness which is east of Moab toward the sunrise. From there they moved and camped in the valley of Zered. From there they moved and camped on the other side of the Arnon, which is in the wilderness that extends from the border of the Amorites. For Arnon is the border of Moab, between Moab and the Amorites. Moses gives an account of their travels from Mount Hor to the river Arnon, where they camped on the side of the river opposite from Moab. In Deuteronomy 2.9, we are told that God told them not to harass the Moabites, for he had given the land of Moab to the descendants of Lot. Therefore, the Israelites took care not to march on their turf. They camped east of Moab in the land of the Amorites. Verse 14, Therefore it is said in the book of the wars of the Lord, Waheb in Sufa, the brooks of the Arnon, and the slope of the brooks that reaches to the dwelling of Ar and lies on the border of Moab. Evidently, there was a book written called The Wars of the Lord, but we don't have that book today. Moses quotes a saying from it that described the geography and the inhabitants of the land. Verse 16, From there they went to Beer, which is the well where the Lord said to Moses, Gather the people together and I will give them water. Then Israel sang this song, Spring up, O well, all of you sing to it. The well the leaders sank, dug by the nation's nobles, by the lawgiver with their staves. This is now the third time in the wilderness journey of the children of Israel that we see the Lord miraculously providing them with water. The first time Moses was told to strike the rock. The second time he was told to speak to the rock. This time, Moses was simply to gather the people and God would give them water. However, this did require some effort from the leaders and the nobles. They made holes in the ground with their staves and the Lord brought forth the water from them. It is interesting that this was the first time the leaders participated in the miraculous provision of water and the result was singing rather than complaining. Spring up, O well, they sang. This is the first recorded song since the song of Moses after they crossed the Red Sea 40 years earlier. 
When God's people sit on the sidelines, they may see God working, but it doesn't bring the fullness of joy they experience when they're participants. If you want to know the joy of the Lord, then you must get involved in what God is doing. No one was happier than the disciples of Jesus when they were involved in miraculously feeding the 5,000. Each miraculous provision of water in the desert pointed to what we receive in Christ. The striking of the rock pointed to the salvation we receive through the crucifixion of Christ. The speaking to the rock pointed to the Holy Spirit we receive just for the asking. The poking of the ground with their staves points to the fullness of joy we receive by the Spirit when we obey the commandments of the Lord. From this verse we get the song, Spring up, O well, within my soul. Spring up, O well, and make me whole. Spring up, O well, and give to me that life abundantly. Have you discovered that through Christ you have access to a life-giving well of the Holy Spirit within you? Jesus said in John 7:37, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. F.B. Meyer writes, The living water is within. Summon it. J. Sidwell Baxter writes, Have we found that just beneath the hard surface of life's most arid stretches, there is that crystal stream following us from the rock and ready to gush forth at the voice of prayer and the song of faith? We need to come to Jesus, the source of living water, and drink freely and call forth the Spirit within to overflow our hearts as a blessing to us and to everyone else we touch. Spring up, O well. Verse 18. And from the wilderness they went to Matana, from Matana to Nahalael, from Nahalael to Bamoth, and from Bamoth in the valley that is in the country of Moab to the top of Pisgah, which looks down on the wasteland. Then Israel sent messengers to Sihon, king of the Amorites, saying, Let me pass through your land. We will not turn aside into fields or vineyards. We will not drink water from wells. We will go by the king's highway until we have passed through your territory. The children of Israel weren't looking to pick a fight. They were simply requesting to pass peaceably through the land of the Amorites. But God had other plans. Verse 23, but Sihon would not allow Israel to pass through his territory. So Sihon gathered all his people together and went out against Israel in the wilderness. And he came to Jahaz and fought against Israel. Then Israel defeated him with the edge of the sword and took possession of his land from the Arnon to the Jabbok, as far as the people of Ammon. For the border of the people of Ammon was fortified. Israel took possession of this land, of the Amorites, up to the border of Ammon. God had given the land of Ammon to the Ammonites, who were the descendants of Lot. So Israel took all these cities, and Israel dwelt in all the cities of the Amorites, in Heshbon and in all its villages. For Heshbon was the city of Sihon, 
king of the Amorites who had fought against the former king of Moab and had taken all his land from his hand as far as the Arnon. Therefore, those who speak in Proverbs say, Come to Heshbon, let it be built, let the city of Sihon be repaired. For the fire went out from Heshbon, a flame from the city of Sihon. It consumed Ar of Moab, the lords of the heights of the Arnon. Woe to you, Moab! You have perished, O people of Chemosh. He has given his sons as fugitives and his daughters into captivity to Sihon, king of the Amorites. But we have shot at them. Heshbon has perished as far as Dibon. Then we laid waste as far as Nopha, which reaches to Medaba. The land the Israelites took from King Sihon had formerly belonged to Moab. They had made a proverb about Sihon defeating the Moabites. But now Israel took it all from Sihon. How fleeting is the wealth of this world. King Solomon knew something about wealth. He wrote in Proverbs 23, do not overwork to be rich. Because of your own understanding, cease. Will you set your eyes on that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away like an eagle toward heaven. For this reason, Jesus tells us to lay up treasures in heaven where they won't fly away, but will remain and pay eternal dividends. Verse 31. Thus Israel dwelt in the land of the Amorites. Then Moses sent to spy out Jazer, and they took its villages and drove out the Amorites who were there. Having defeated King Sihon, the Israelites continued to drive out the Amorites in Jazer. Verse 33. And they turned and went up the way to Bashan. So Og, king of Bashan, went out against them he and all his people, to battle at Edrei. Then the Lord said to Moses, Do not fear him, for I have delivered him into your hand with all his people and his land. And you shall do to him as you did to Sihon, king of the Amorites, who dwelt at Heshbon. So they defeated him, his sons, and all his people, until there was no survivor left him, and they took possession of his land. Og was another Amorite king. Moses gives more details about him in Deuteronomy 3.11. Og, king of Bashan, remained of the remnant of the giants. Indeed, his bedstead was an iron bedstead. Nine cubits is its length. That's 13 and a half feet. And four cubits its width, six feet, according to the standard cubit. Now, 38 years earlier, the Israelites had been intimidated by the giants of the land, feeling that they were like grasshoppers in their sight. But now the Lord encouraged them not to fear Og, for he would deliver him into their hands, along with his people and land. Having won victory under their belt with King Sihon, they were now ready to face this giant. They completely wiped out Og and his people and took possession of Bashan, which was famous for its timber and its livestock. The land of the Amorites, formerly belonging to Sihon and Og, would become the possession of the two and a half tribes of Israel who would choose to live on the east side of the Jordan River. 
God blessed Israel with these military victories while Moses was still with them. This would have comforted Moses since he couldn't cross over the Jordan River into the Promised Land and would have encouraged the hearts of the people to continue the battles under Joshua's leadership. These smaller victories held the promise of much greater victories to come. And that's the way God prepares his people. Before David takes on Goliath, God trains him in skillfully using his sling to kill the lion and the bear. And God allows you to fight and win smaller skirmishes today so that you will be prepared for the greater battles tomorrow. In all these things, we must take courage and believe that greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. So who are the giants we face? If we will trust in the Lord with all our hearts and obey his commandments, then he will deliver them into our hand. Romans 8.37 says, Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, But thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Tomorrow we will look at the curious case of Balaam, a prophet who is hired to curse Israel. We hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Numbers on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.